Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. And now here's your host, Michael Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. I am Michael Travers. With me, I have two guests. I have down at the end, there's Bill Travers. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, everyone. And joining me, joining us again is going to be Matty D. Matt, how's it going? Uh, I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Before we uh, before we jump in and talk about the our, our our quick thoughts and the Bruins and the Celtics and the Red Sox and a little bit of the Patriots as well, uh, we are live on Twitch. So thank you to all of the viewers who are currently tuned in. Sorry for the grainy uh, background. If it looks grainy on your screen, we're working through the green screen, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it looks good. Um, and for those that are that are uh, listening to it and didn't get to check it out, don't forget to check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the syndicate network so you can watch future episodes. Uh, you can also rewatch this on YouTube should you choose to go back and uh, listen to us all over again. And you can see us, so it's kind of nice. I don't know. We're very handsome men. Uh, yeah. Eh. Speak yeah. for yourself. Speak for yourself. Well, ooh, I don't know. Tony, are they <laughs> handsome? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, quick thoughts. Who wants to lead us off? I'd like to say something real quick about that Super Bowl game. That's uh, true. You haven't uh, you haven't uh, been on since the Super Bowl. The uh, Patriots won. So what do you, what do you, what do you got for us? What is your takeaway? From well, the game? first I'd like to say you guys were great on the post game. Thanks, uh, Matt. I stayed up to watch. It was fantastic. It set me back all week staying <laughs> up that late. Oh, me too. Me too. And having and then having to go to like I had to go to training all week at like seven o'clock. Like it set me back all week. It's rough. Once you stay things, up late like that, the things you done. do for podcasts, uh, you know? we do it's, it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're the fans. What was your What was your thought on the game? Uh, a lot of people said it was a boring game. Uh, I don't think it was a boring game. I think it was a different game. Today's NFL shootout, shootout, shootout. My uh, article that came out about the Rams uh, predicted a possible shootout. The exact opposite happened. Uh, but I still think it was a great game. You know, it was you're on the edge of your seat to the very end. The Patriots, another close Super Bowl. And for all you haters out there, another victory. So I loved it. I think everybody was predicting a shootout, so I wouldn't feel bad about that. I think it. I go back and forth on whether it was boring or not. Like it was, but then at the same time, it wasn't because it was like a it was like a huge chess match. Right, right. I mean, you had the the young calf going against the old bull, right? So you had the new guy McVeigh going against the legend Belichick, and I mean. Have you seen a more lopsided matchup than that in the last few years? Have Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the tongue bath that those two gave each other before the game? The I think it was NFL Films did like they were mic'd up, and they was well, just like it was just a tongue bath between the two of them. Well, it was McVay giving it to Belichick. Bel- Belichick was like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> are they closing the roof? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I think McVay they had they asked him. You know about the joint practice when he was a offensive coordinator in the Redskins, and he was gloating about their interactions. And they asked Belichick, he was like, "Ah, oh, we didn't talk too much." Yeah, <laughs> McVeigh, right? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have any quick thoughts over there? No, I don't. Before we get started, let's get into it. Okay, my quick thought is actually going to tie into part of what we're talking about, and it's I'm going to start with the Celtics. So we're going to start with the NBA. It's been a long time since we've talked about anything other than the Patriots on this podcast, and I. The NBA is a joke. That's my that's my scorching hot take coming out of the gate in the first time we've talked about basketball or anything. Kristaps Porzingis whines and cries, wants a trade. He gets it. 
Anthony Davis whines and cries that he wants to trade. He didn't end up getting it, but what are these guys do? Like, why is the NBA full of divas? Why is it? They're all divas. Why? The NBA is a soap opera like nothing I've ever seen before. And much like a soap opera, you need drama. So, uh, Chris Aprozingis, he talks. He wants a trade. He gets a trade, right? And it's AD. The, it, it's the ultimate players' league. It is because one it's guy total, can take over. Total opposite of the NFL, where the coaches have all the control. The NBA is a total players' league. It's a. It, all of it's a. It's it's just a joke. Like these guys are just like, nah, I don't. I don't want to play for this team anymore because they're losing and. The Anthony Davis thing is what really, 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 really set me off. Anthony Davis requests a trade. He wants to get out of New Orleans, and he wants to go to a contender. He wants to build his legacy so he can win. That's what he says, right? Mm-hmm. Then he wants to go to the Lakers? The Lakers suck. Well, the yep. Lakers are so – I know they have LeBron James. I understand that they have LeBron James, but the Lakers, su- they suck. You're not going to win. You have a better chance of winning in New Orleans this year than you have a, a, of winning in L.A. All right, so – I watch a lot of MTV trash television, right? A lot of soap opera drama stuff. The NBA is the exact same thing. You have so what? Uh, it's is, Laguna Beach. It's Laguna Beach. It's NBA Laguna Beach. The key, the, the the hills NBA style. AD hires Rich Paul. Rich Paul is LeBron's best friend slash agent, right? So obviously he did that for one of two reasons: either one to go to the Lakers, or two to play wherever LeBron is. So the other is my thought. The other thing with Anthony Davis is is his dad comes out and says he doesn't want to go to the Celtics fans that want Anthony Davis. They're more delusional than than the NBA players themselves because Anthony Davis does not want to come. Why would you want a guy who has said he doesn't want to come here? He doesn't want to play here. Did he say it? He said it he before. Said he didn't want to go to he Boston. He said it before that he with the whole thing that has to do with Isaiah Thomas. He said, "Look at what they did to Isaiah. I don't know if that's a, a really good place for me to go." Yeah, he made that comment, and then his year. dad reiterated it. You want to play with LeBron is what you want to do, basically. Right. He's the pinnacle. Is he the? He's is he the pinnacle of loyalty? LeBron left Cleveland to go win championships in Miami and had to team up. Goes back to Cleveland and then leaves them again. How can you even talk about loyalty, loyalty when you're, when you're saying you want to be traded? Thank you. When you're the team that drafted you and built number you, one pick in the draft and built you and grew you and and. You're going to complain about loyalty? Oh, and, and man. LeBron, who left Cleveland twice. That's what I'm saying. And that's so where you want to go? Loyalty. That's where you want to go? Also, don't don't forget this. New Orleans traded assets, picks, and young players to get Boogie Cousins to play with Anthony Davis. Well, he... He, he left, sure, but that was because well, no, he was injured. He also, yeah, he also yeah. tore his Achilles. Right, right so they but, tried to build around no, Of Davis. course they did. And, and it's just... It, the whole scenario is just... Like, stop treating us like we're children and just say... I want to play with LeBron James. Like right. that's all you want to do, and then you put the Clippers on your list for where you would like to go, and and Milwaukee, and well, there was another team. Uh, no, it's those two, uh, the Knicks and the, the Knicks. Lakers. You're not going to win Jack in New York right now. Nope. You're not going to win Jack with the Clippers, and you're not going to win Jack with the Lakers. So stick to a story and 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 go with it, and just call it what it is. You want to play with LeBron James, like just you want to be the number two. Fine. Yeah, you want to go ride his coattails or or be his be his Robin? Fine. Stop giving me this crap that you want to play for a contender and that you uh, you you value loyalty. Get, shut up. Shave your shave your unibrow and shut up. <laughs> well, he'll never trade that uh, shave that because he like, trademarked just, that. Just shut up. Like I'm so sick of and 
as a Celtics fan, I would love if Anthony Davis came here. Love it because he's a top five player in the league. Like he's unbelievable. But if he doesn't want to be here, I'm good. Uh, like I'm not going to give up assets to go and get you right. now at the trade deadline or in the summer to go get you if I know you're not going to stay here. I'm not going to give up Jason Tatum or Jalen. I won't even give up Jalen Brown if I know that he doesn't want to come here and stay here. The, I agree with you on that. I just I don't believe that he wouldn't stay here if they did acquire him. I think uh, a lot of what happened now, his dad speaking, has to do with the sense he wants to go to the Lakers. This was his time for the Lakers to have their best chance, and they offered everybody but LeBron James. They offered Kobe Bryant. <laughs> off of the rights to Shaq, every single player other than LeBron, they tried and they knew this is their window because they know once July first hits, once that deadline passes, the Celtics are going to come in with the best offer. And you know, good for the Pelicans for not just letting them go, exactly, not, not just taking whatever they could get and get rid of them because they could have got a lot. I mean, they got they would they were offered three number two picks. So let me, I know we're not in the he has next year, right? He's not in the last year of his deal. He could play through next year. So let me ask both of you: Do you think? In this situation, do you respect the player for going to the team and saying he wants to be traded and giving them the chance to kind of get some assets for him as opposed to just, you know, pulling a Kyrie and saying, I want to be here, be I want to be here, and then has the potential of walking away? Like, which is – like, do you think he's doing the Pelicans a favor by telling him that he doesn't want to resign there and he wants to move on so they can go out and get assets? Or do you think it hurts that fact by him coming out and saying it? Now all the teams know he's out and they're not going to give up something good. So which which side do you fall – do you respect the player for doing it, or do you fault the player for doing it? I think, as it relates to the team, I think I think it's a joke that he wants to get traded. But as it relates to the team, if you're the if you're the the president or the GM of that team, how do how do you feel about it? Do you think he put that much thought into it? I want to help the Pelicans. I, I think it was probably more of a I want out of here now and this is my chance before the trade deadline. When you lose Anthony that, Davis, you don't help your team. But if but if that's not my question, my question is. If you're the if you're the GM, do you respect the fact that he came to you, or are you pissed that he came to you, or that it became public? Oh, definitely oh. that it became public. So, I kind of respect the fact that he's saying, you know what, I don't want to be here, and I'm not going to resign here, and they're give he's giving them the chance to kind of get something for him. But those should be talks that they have closed doors. Closed doors. Daddy shouldn't right. be leaking it to the press. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Like. Ugh. You said it was it's a soap opera, you know, no doubt about that. Oh my god, Laguna Beach NBA edition. I just um, wanna I just wanna say uh show notes to get this started. Mike uh sent it to us a couple days ago. It uh doesn't ask for opinion, it just straight <laughs> says the NBA is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he said that was his quick thought. <laughs> yeah, that was my quick thought. No, <laughs> yeah, no my quick thought. thought was on the Anthony Davis, but help us lead in because now I want to talk about uh actually I know you want to talk about Kevin Durant. You had mentioned that you wanted to add it to the uh to the to the agenda. So what do you have about Kevin Durant? Well, Kevin Durant went off with the press this week saying, I don't trust none y'all. <laughs> Good English. And, you know, just about them constantly asking, are you going to resign? Are you going to go free agent? That's what this league is. That's what they've created. And then he gets pissed because people are asking him the question and doesn't want to answer it and says, I just want to talk about basketball. And then when they finally ask him a basketball question, he, he takes the mic and says, I'm done and walks away. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that. Yeah. He says, you, you don't care about that. You don't care about that. But that's the league these guys have created. That's what they've done by creating these super teams is they just fuel speculation. Where are they going to go next? Where Where's the next team going to be built? Yeah, they love the speculation. Kevin Durant, you don't want people asking where you're playing next year. Sign more than a one-year deal. You keep signing these one-year deals with an option, of course they're going to ask you where you're playing next year. If you sign a seven-year deal, they will not ask you 
where you're going to play next year. They'll know where you're going to play next year. Dustin Pedroia is not getting those questions. Do you – can you think of any athlete in any other sport that went from having the potential to be, like, the one of the guys of the league and then just make such a terrible choice to go to a team and, like, basically just become an enemy? Is it is, like he's become an enemy for everybody outside of Golden State because he went to Golden State. And when he was in Oklahoma, he had a real chance to be, I mean, one of the face. I mean, LeBron James is the NBA, but but if there was a next next guy, it was him. Absolutely. And now he's kind of squandered that opportunity. And, and, and yeah, he won his championships. I get that. But he's now like public enemy number one. Or, outside of Golden State, I think Everybody dislikes him. But, you know, not everybody can be that number one guy face of the franchise. Some guys just can't handle that, and they have to be a number two. I I understand that, but he just went from – I mean, even if he can't handle it, he has the he has the, the skills to be the number one guy. And he could have stayed in Oklahoma, and, and, and Westbrook could have been the number one guy, and he could have been the number two behind him. Westbrook isn't exactly a slouch. Right. You know, he – he may not be Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and all that, but he's no slouch. But the sad thing is, he's going to land on his feet somewhere, and he's going to make about thirty million. Oh, he's going to go to New York. So, he's yeah. going to go to New York. Why does anybody want to go to New York? No one's going to New York. Other, yeah. other than the the, the advertising and and whatever. It's the Knicks, right? And they suck. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, but but they it, suck and blow. But the, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it, it's like it's. It's like, why would anybody want to go to the Lakers? Why did LeBron want to go to the Lakers? Well, they want to go to Los Angeles. Okay, but... They want to be where everything's happening. But New York is has this... I mean, I know it's not as nice, but it has the same... It's got that the aura. same pull. Big, yeah. Big city feel. Yeah. And big it, and, media market. And there's tons of media opportunities. But, but can if, he, if KD can't handle it at Golden State, yeah. he is going to get torn apart in New York. Yeah. That's a good right, point. Right, because there won't be any championships coming to New York. He's at least winning in... In Oakland, and he still can't handle the press. Well, it's such a powder puff, such a powder puff media. In, 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 oh yeah, in, I went in to school Oakland. out there. Absolutely. And like they don't, what do they really have to talk about out there? Like the team just keeps winning. Like there's nothing. Like, that's all they have to talk about. Yeah, they're a wagon. So when you when you when it comes to New York, it's going to get a lot worse. I mean, it, 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 it. Looking back on it, it's a good thing he didn't come to Boston because he never ever would have been able to handle it here, ever. No, he's a, he's a, he's a Robin, and instead of just embracing it. He has to be delusional. He 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 act. He I think he went on record saying he now is the best player in the league after that championship, right? Something like that. Yeah, I thought it was LeBron who said he was the best player in the league. It was LeBron who said he was the best player in the league Durant after. No 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 no. LeBron said LeBron was the best. No player no. In the so league. Th- there was something that came out that said Durant believes that he is now the best player in the league after taking down LeBron. And it's like you didn't take uh, down LeBron. You went to Big Brother Steph. You went to Big Brother Clay. Yeah, yeah. You went to Big Brother Draymond. And said, "Hey guys, can I play with you?" They were great, nice enough to say yes, and you got a championship. Yeah, that's true. That's but what I, he did. I know it just goes to prove the NBA. LeBron said he, Le, LeBron said LeBron's the best player in NBA history, and KD says KD's the best player in the NBA. So that shows you that shows you how you know in tune these guys are with uh, social media or oh, not yeah. social with like social relations and uh, public relations. There's a delusion and all factor that goes into being an NBA superstar. <laughs> they they wouldn't be the first athletes to have delusions like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> this of course is nothing not. new. Of course not. But it's just it's just with the. With the level of social media and the ease of access that everybody right. has now, it's and like the twenty four seven news cycle. Yeah, it's just it's, constantly it's, and the, and the need for something to talk about on all the talk shows and all of that. Yeah, but it, they, it's but they, just out there. They just keep giving it to us though. Which now we can get to Kyrie, who also was giving us stuff to talk about. So does anybody remember? I don't remember if it was even this podcast or our, or our previous endeavors that we talked about Kyrie Irving saying 
if y'all have me, I'll st- I-, I plan on signing here long term. That's I, what he said to, to the uh, season ticket. Holders. Yeah, Roy back in the day, and right. I and I, I, I know I said BS. Like right. I, I don't believe you for a second. I don't think that, I, like, what else are you gonna say in that situation? Now you could have said nothing, but of course that's not the way NBA divas roll. They have to say something. So they, he says he's gonna resign. The season has been a roller coaster. Hasn't gone the way you know people thought. Whatever. Now he gets asked, you know, what what are you gonna do for free agency? What are you gonna what are you gonna are you gonna resign here? I don't owe anybody anything. What changed? Why all of a sudden does he now not owe anybody anything? Now, if you listen to the exact quote, which I don't have, I think I don't necessarily think he was saying like I don't owe the fans anything. I think he was saying that I don't owe whoever was asking the question. I don't owe the yeah. media an answer. There's been a, a definite uh, kind of line drawn between the the players and the media recently. You had KD's outburst, yeah. Kyrie's outburst. Uh, these guys are just so in their feelings. So when everything's going good, I'm back. You know, you know, you know that uh, the scene from Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Whenever he screams, when it's when it's when it's happy, you're there. But then when things are tough, you know they're getting on him. Where are you going next year, Kyrie? Are you gonna go join KD? Are you gonna join LeBron? Are you why are you calling LeBron, Kyrie? He's just in his feelings again, and he just lashes out. I mean, this guy said F Christmas. Yeah. This guy told me fans the SSD. Mm-hmm. This guy just blurts things out. There's a little. There's not much of a filter on Kyrie Irving. So he's just good. He's just he's just a really uh, he's good. He's man of the people. He's That's a, what he is. No, he's a great character in the NBA soap opera. Do you think he uh, do you think he owes anybody anything? Like do you think do you think that he has to say he's going to con- like my question is if he was planning on resigning back in October whatever whatever it was and he said that in front of all the fans, wouldn't they very very easily have said couldn't he very easily have said I'm still planning on resigning here and that's it. It's the end of it. You're done. It's over. Now there's no more questions, there's no more drama, there's no more anything. Why didn't he do that? Uh, is he he's not coming here. He's not going to resign. He I mean I st- I still think he can resign. I don't think that uh he's good as gone. A uh, report came out. I think his name was uh Chris Mannix. He's one of the uh Celtics guys. He thinks that a lot of Kyrie's outbursts was the fact that people are assuming what he's going to do and he's a uh, an independent thinker. He's an intellectual. He's People all the things. People are assuming what you're going to do because you told us what you were going to do. Right, but even that outburst of saying I don't owe anybody anything was, I think, more to your point of the media. I don't owe you an explanation where I'm going. I'm just going to play basketball. He didn't have to say I'm coming back. And if he meant that, he could have went and signed that piece of paper right after the. the well, no, because you lose out a ton of money. Is that? Oh, right. So, all right. So he. he Right, that makes it sense. doesn't so make any sense. Wait. It makes no sense for him to re-sign here until July one because you, he's going to lose. I think it's like twenty or thirty million dollars over the length of the contract he would miss right. out on. Yeah. If and that's even if he goes like if he goes and signs oh. in New York, it's the same thing. Right, because you get the was it bird rights? The NBA has all these wonky uh, financial aspects to it. Yeah, it, it's this. But Anthony Davis is walking away from a ton of money, right? Because if he if he could he could sign that extra year max the uh, super max or whatever it is but don't you have to be established with that team so if he gets traded he now is no longer eligible for well, that they could do max. a sign and trade that's right oh oh the loopholes. that's how you got gordon haywood the loopholes of the exactly. nba yeah. but, yeah, I mean, but danny ainge went on the radio yesterday the marriage engagement. weird about yeah that was an engagement and we can't sign the nuptials or i can't put a ring on his finger and until, yeah. until oh, july yeah. 1st which is danny whatever. ainge's extremely weird way of saying he's still going to resign here but why are you giving me this long, drawn-out explanation? Like, you could have very easily just said, we've had conversations, and I think he's going to be back here. Like, the, the now drama, you're trying to cover opera. this stuff, and it's like, w- this is... 
It's so it's so stupid. I hate the NBA. Right. The the NBA soap opera game, that that television show is I'm getting sick of it. With yeah. a with a dying burning passion, I hate the NBA. It's rough. It's rough. I just want these guys to play. You know, as a Celtics fan, I've watched a lot of old basketball. Bill, you can obviously talk to this. It would just be hard-nosed basketball. Yeah. They, I mean, they did not like each other. They would play hard out there. And now, I think I saw some online. It was like all these Celtics, uh, Lakers pictures. It was They traded jerseys after right, the game. Right, Please. It was Russell and it was uh, Chamberlain all mad at each other. It was Bird. It was Magic all mad at each other. And then it's Kyrie and LeBron yucking it up. Just yucking it up. Let's one more quick thing before we spend the entire episode talking about the Celtics. What are your thoughts on Kyrie picking up the phone and calling LeBron James essentially to say I'm sorry? Well, I'm kind of I have mixed feelings on this because I don't. I, I as as someone who wants the rivalry, you don't call your rival and ask for help. But as some like you also want your players to get better and. How can you get better? As you talk to the best, you learn from the best. So I guess I understand that. But as somebody who wants a rivalry, you don't call. You don't call your rival. No, you know what you do. You don't. You be a leader. You put your yes. big boy pants on and you go and you get in someone. You get in Tatum's face. You get in Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's face, and you put them in their place. Don't allow those young guys to become you. Put your big boy pants on. Go in the locker room. Slam the door. Don't let anybody in, and just have at it. Don't fight him, but, right. but scream at him, put him in his place, make sure that he knows exactly where he stands in the pecking order of this locker room. You're the leader. You're the guy. Do not call the guy that you begged and pleaded to be traded away from. You wanted out away from LeBron to be the guy. You're now the guy. Be the guy. Right. Be him. Be that guy. Well, like. That's now your responsibility. When you were Jalen Brown, a young kid, when you were Jason Tatum, a young kid coming up in the league, and you got a little snippy, what did LeBron do? Did, did LeBron call Kobe? No. LeBron put his big boy pants on. Who, mind you, LeBron is like two years older than Kyrie. Like he's not even something like it was that much of an age difference. I might be. I might yeah, be a I think little it's bit off. Like I might be off by about eight years. I might be off there. Okay. But but put your big boy pants on and 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 handle it. Take care of it. Don't. Don't call the guy you wanted to get away from. If you want to call him and say sorry, cool. But don't call him for advice. And don't tell us about it. Keep your freaking mouth shut. I, I agree. Let me ask you guys this. Kyrie wants to be a leader. Kyrie, Kyrie can't be a leader. demands a trade, right? Follow along here. He wants a trade. Then you hear about these closed-door meetings. Then you heard about these closed-door meetings. Marcus Smart read these, led these closed-door meetings. Maybe he's realizing that he is not a Batman. He is a Robin. Do you think that's why he's getting cold feet and why his tune is now changing? Because he's realizing, I can't lead a team, but I can be the second or third on a championship team. You could be the second or third guy in the locker room on a championship team and still be the best player. Kevin Durant may not be the number one guy in that locker room, but he's still the best player. He's still the best player on Golden State. I'd I'd take Curry over Durant. I think I think Kevin Durant is the second best player in the league. So I think he's the best player on that team. He's not the he's not the guy in the locker room. Kyrie could be the same thing. He could very easily be the number two or three, four, five, six guy in the locker room. But if you go out there and you're performing, you're the best player on the floor. Then you're the best player on the floor. Right, but he the best player on the team doesn't have to be the leader. Kyrie's t- this team was built to be led by Kyrie. He doesn't have the big brothers that Durant has. 
Durant went to the the Warriors with his tail between his legs and asked to be part of the team. He mm-hmm. knew that he didn't have to be the shining star. They had Curry. They had Thompson. They had one without him. Kyrie came to the Celtics to be a leader, and they built him to be a leader. They got him, uh, you know, an older guy in Horford to kind of be that veteran leadership. They end up they got Ho- uh, Hayward, who is a number two. They built this team so he could be the leader. If he's not going to lead, they don't have a leader. But you know, there's a difference between leading on the court and leading in the locker room. Sure, there's definitely. That, a that's dip- what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, right? You could be the you could be, you the, could be best the general player on the floor. Yeah, right. You can you can lead the team on the floor. Or you could be a guy who leads in the locker room, sets the example, sets the tone. Yeah, if Marcus Smart wants to be that guy, fine. What Kevin Garnett was. Kevin Garnett, when he came to the yeah. Celtics, really wasn't the best player on the team. Yeah, that that's was, fair. That was still Paul Pierce. That's fair. But he led that team. He was the leader. They all looked up to him. And that was well, Pierce's thing, was he needed a guy because he could lead on the floor, but he couldn't do it in the locker room. That was always Pierce's thing, right? Kyrie's doing his thing on the floor. Like, right. He's doing great. So he is leading on the floor. But they... They have all these young guys. You can't expect these young guys to take a leadership role when you have a movie star and Kyrie Irving on your team. He needs to be the leader. If he's not going to be the star. leader, loose, he'll loose. just watch five minutes of Uncle Drew. And he said it was, I, I, it I quote, bad. not that bad. It wasn't bad. That's a loose, loose term of the of Hey, the, I'm of an internet sensation star. after this one podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> a Twitch sensation, Matty D. <laughs> Ninja, look out. Uh, all right. Is there anything else on the NBA or basketball that you want to talk about? Anything else to sit on the deadline for 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 either of you? Do either of you care about the the trade deadline? I actually wrote about the trade deadline. You oh, can check that out on bostonsportsyndicate.com. Great article. I got a question for Matt on the trade deadline. Shoot. Do you think the fact that the 76ers were active makes the Celtics doing nothing look worse? Oh yeah, the whole East was active. I mean, the Bucks acquired Nikola Mirotic. I think his name is. The guy's another great shooter. The 76ers were very busy putting together better plays. The Raptors added Mark Gasol. So t- every team around them was absolutely uh, adding and getting better. And the Celtics, they got stuck. They couldn't. They 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 couldn't do anything because. They do, do you think they couldn't, or Danny was just looked at it as I like the assets I have better than what I could get. Right, well, I mean, you could always add, uh, you know, role players or whatever. You know. But you don't want to trade just for the sake of making it. No, trade. you don't want to do that. But also, the, he was saving all his bullets because he can't fathom Anthony Davis getting traded without him getting in the mix. So you think so he's he's holding on to those assets to make a everything. trade for Davis? And as I mentioned in that article, make sure you read it, uh, the, the, the recent news on Kyrie, the unsureness of him coming back, they had to now keep Rozier. Rozier was going to be their number one trade target. He was going to be the guy that they moved on from to get a role player and maybe some draft comps or whatever. And they can't move on from because if they lose Kyrie, they need him. I don't think they need him. He's good, though. He is good. He and stopped he wearing the red sneakers, though. Well, and I, he, I think he was he listening to, to you podcast. and notice he plays better. Absolutely. Notice he's been playing better. Although I was watching the game the other night for a few minutes, and I forget who it was, had one white sneaker, one black sneaker. I respect it. Oh, come whoa, on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> No, no at least Christmas, no at least Christmas sneakers, but you can have multicolored sneakers, two different sneakers. Yeah, no, 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 no. What are you wearing right now? Because they, I got, I got two blue sneakers on. I mean, I, I have matching sneakers on. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a child. Like I know how to dress myself, sort of. But fine. Like at least, at least the Celtics have a have green, uh, have black and white in their uniform. They have no red anywhere. You should never wear red. Like, All right. Thank no, you. they don't. They don't. Wait, thank you for thank you for bringing up the it's red. It's called a uniform for thank, a reason. Thank you for bringing up the uh, the red. Um, the red red sneakers. Um, I don't believe they need Terry Rozier. I honestly I don't because no, I think, not if they have the team I, that they have. But if they lose Kyrie, they see. They I still don't think they do because I think I think Hayward can be the floor the floor guy in that situation. Maybe. So I don't I don't think they need Rozier personally. Um, Speaking of floor guys, somebody asked a question 
Matt, are you sitting on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's chair's no. broken, I think. So that's no. why he looks. That's why he appears to be a little, little bit Little uh, Boston Sports Syndicate trade secret. I am sitting next to two eight footers. <laughs> <laughs> the not Travers even. family, tall, tall people. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Travers are not not short and stocky at all. Just no. giants. No. It's a, it's a shame. I didn't go to the NBA because I can't stand the league. If other than that, <laughs> I would have gone. No, uh, <laughs> you can catch Mike in the big three. I played. The I, played for, I actually played for the Washington Generals for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, about the trade deadline, I honestly, and, and this may be as green teamer as I can get, and as positive I can get. I don't think the Celtics really needed to do anything. Like I, I, I think that all of these other teams, except for maybe the Seventy Six, like the Seventy Sixers, might have actually gotten better than you now. But I think most of these teams regardless of what the standings say, because I don't think the Celtics have figured it all out. But it almost seems like these teams are just trying to catch up to the Celtics from a talent standpoint. Right. I know it's not it's not that way in the standings or the way it's been working out this year on, on the floor, but as far as them trying to get better to help to now compete with the Celtics over the, the long term and, and come come playoffs. That's 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 how I looked at it. And and him I feel like Danny Ainge said if I'm not getting Anthony Davis, I'm not I don't want anybody. There's nobody yeah. worthwhile to go out and get. He's and, leaving himself open to have that flexibility in the offseason to either go gung-ho after a big three and go after Davis or kind of take that Warriors approach, approach and just develop their young guys and hope that a superstar comes to them later. Yeah, yeah that could be too. It just stinks too because he also can't move on from Hayward. It looks bad, and I don't know if they can because the NBA has these wonky rules. I wouldn't move on. I, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't move on from Hayward would, either way. I mean, I, Gordon with the good hair somewhere on this table. Right here, somewhere on this table. So right. I, I wouldn't uh, <laughs> I wouldn't move on from because now, now we're going to throw this pop away. Oh, we can't do that. Can't and do I, that. Kyrie, listen to me, buddy. You're at the bottom <laughs> of the table. Don't you leave. Um, let's move on to the Red Sox so that we can uh, we can we can have Bill join in on the conversation down Thank there at you. the end I of the table. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Red Sox made some news. They signed um Mahia? H- uh, Henry. Mahia? Mahia? Mahia. Um who if you've never heard of him, that's probably because he was serving a lifelong ban mm-hmm. and has been banned for for PEDs three years. for I don't Allegedly know, taking steroids five times. like six times. Mm-hmm. Why are they, why why? They must be out of his system by now. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he can pass a drug test finally. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Or he found a good masking agent. Because Dabrowski's looking for value arms anywhere he can get them. He yeah. let Adovito sign elsewhere. He let David Robinson sign elsewhere. He's just waiting for Kimbrel, and he's gonna take up flyers wherever he can find them. And he, he had some good stuff. He has a career ERA around three point five. Uh, maybe aided with a little bit of Mexican supplements. <laughs> but I'm not Rob Manfred. I don't make that judgment call. Why does the league let him back in? Like, what does that say about the league? Like, do you have no? Well, a lifetime sack? ban should be a lifetime ban. You don't get to that. Right, Pete Rose is after, after if one Pete Rose is isn't allowed to <laughs> get into the Rose Hall of Fame. Is a totally different story. Do not get me going. Fine, I won't. Rose. But if Pete Rose can't get into the Hall of Fame because he has a totally lifetime different ban, story. this scrub shouldn't be allowed to get into. Shouldn't be allowed back into the league because he has a lifetime ban. Well, his lifetime ban, I guess, came in the stipulation you could reapply in two years. So how is that a lifetime ban? <laughs> because they were hoping he just would stop trying, and then they was, could make it a lifetime how ban. How is that at all like a lifetime ban? In, 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 okay, so, you, Matt, you're banned from the podcast for life. Well, if you... Uh, call, call, call me in two years. <laughs> hey, call me in two years. Like, well, did you read the fine the fine print? It was a lifetime ban of, uh, uh, what is it, the birds only lived two years. So it was a bird's lifetime. Not a human <laughs> lifetime. A bird's oh. lifetime. Oh, that... Oh. Was it a bird derivative steroid that he took oh, or something like that oh no that makes that oh. makes a yeah, lot it of was sense. a bird's life but, guys. but they didn't even give him uh, an invite to spring training it's a minor, it's a minor league deal, deal. It, it's just stockpiling arms I just oh yeah that's all that it is i just don't like see what sticks the only reason why i want to talk about it is because the, the, 
You but, said I could talk now. No, no, no. Because <laughs> of the hope, life. you could find the next Brazier. That's all he's looking to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, which will get us to actually the closest situation. Are you happy with the closest situation currently? What's going on with Kimbrel? I we've heard about Machado. We've heard about Harper. What have we heard? We've heard that nothing. Yeah, yeah, but no, 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 no. We've nothing. heard that they're at least taking they're at least taking meetings. Harper just yeah. met with the Giants. Uh, Machado's deal with the Yankees, which was for seven or eight years for two hundred and something million. Two twenty. Right. And supposedly there's another team out there that offered even more. Well, that's that's great, but what 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 are the, they waiting for? No, no, no they're did, waiting for each other. They're playing a game of chicken. Did the Yankees actually think that was gonna work? Like, did they think that that, that he was gonna sign for that? No, no, they they. I read some actually from a New York guy who said. Uh, that's probably wrong. It, it could be wrong. New York people. You know, can't trust them. You can't trust them. <laughs> uh, but he was. They mentioned that they offered Machado the money that they offered him, and they made sure that it was leaked so that the ownership doesn't look cheap. But the moves that they made in the offseason off season actually played to the opposite. They signed Tulowitzki on a value deal. They signed DJ LeMahieu for far less, obviously, than Machado. So the 220 was more like the Red Sox going, "Hey, John Lester, we offered you money, man. We offered you 100 yeah, but that's, million." That's, that is looking cheap. It is cheap, right? Right. But I'm saying like. Right now, there's no market for Machado. I mean, not no market for Machado, but there's no number for Machado. So 220 right now is a high bid. Everything else is a mystery number. Now when he signs, it'll be far more, but the Yankees can still say, we tried. Didn't Chicago come out and say they were offering him 320 or, or 300 or something like that? Every report that's come out about either player, Harper or Machado, has been re- re- rebuffed almost immediately. This guy's offering 320. No, we're not offering 320. They're offering 400. We're not offering 400, so oh, good. I don't know. Oh, good. It's turning into the NBA. But, but it's just amazing that we've got <laughs> – Teams are already reporting for spring training. Yeah. You've already got guys down in Florida working out. And these these two guys and Kimbrell don't have a job. Are out there waiting to sign. Uh, beyond that, too. Life, I mean, you a had lot the same thing waiting. with J.D. Martinez last year. Lifetime ban Mahia has a job before Craig Kimbrell has a job. Like how, that's so. It, it, I know someone at this table wrote about wanting a, a winner deadline for signings. I know that happened. And... I could not agree more. Like, oh yeah, this is get, it's getting ridiculous Out at of this hand. point. Why, why, why have why haven't they signed? Like, why are they all waiting each other out? More so, Kimbrel. What is going on with Kimbrel? Why is we're not even hearing that he's taking meetings or that there's been any offers? So, Bill, what's up with Kimbrel? Are they waiting each other out, or are the owners colluding again, like they did back in the eighties? Oh. No, they're not. They're not. What's happening is, don't you think if an owner came to Machado and said, or or to Harper and said, "I want to give you forty million a year for seven years," they're going to sign? Yes. Do you think but, they're going to wait? Yes. But, why are they waiting? But why would because they're not getting the offer they want? Why would you go and offer him forty million dollars? I'm just when using the, that when, as an when, example. Okay. So, so if the, if they get the offer they want, if they get a big money offer, they're going to sign. They're well, not they, getting those offers. They're, they're playing ten against years, each other too. Thir- ten years, thir- ten years, three hundred million is big time money. Did he get that offer? I, supposedly he did. Supposedly, allegedly, but they're but also. That, I, I I agree with that. They're waiting each other out. Like like, if you and I were the big free agents this year, which makes sense because we're eight feet tall. If we're the big free agents this year, we're waiting each other out. I sign first for twenty million a year. Call it. You then sign for thirty million. I'm gonna be pissed. I don't want to. I don't want to sell myself short because now all of a sudden you're gonna get X amount of money and I'm gonna get like it. They're waiting each other out, and the, I just hope they don't get the JD Martinez treatment where now they're gonna have to settle for another for a different. Oh, offer. that's exactly what's gonna happen. I I hope that doesn't happen for both of them because well, Bryce is gonna settle to a deal with the Giants. Well, maybe I mean he's talking about the Giants out of nowhere. 
Because he wants to, I, I've heard a lot that Bryce wants to play in the West Coast. Well, Br- Bryce needs to sign a contract so he can get a uniform so that when MLB The Show 19 comes out, he can actually have a uniform. It's because a fresh hoodie he's wearing, though. He's the cover athlete, and they can't put anything out because he doesn't have a team. Nope. So it's just all him in hoodies. No label, no na- no nothing hoodies. No add on. What a horrible look for the MLB. It's rough. It's rough. It's becoming. Uh, they. I don't know if they think it's good because it's drawn out for fans. But as a huge baseball fan, this is miserable. It is. I used to tune into the winter meetings. I'd watch MLB Network. I'd watch ESPN because it would be fast paced, fast and the furious. Now it's. We're gonna be looking at Valentine's yeah. Day, and. No one's signing. There's still humongous free agents left out there. And there's also B players that are still out there, like Adam Jones. That guy should not be a free agent. But he's waiting. It's, it's a trickle-down It's effect. the way the league's going. And, in, yeah. and nobody has really set, quote, set the market. And I think but relievers lot, have, though. But I think a lot of it's sabermetrics, too, because you look at the numbers that they have now and all the analytics, and you can say, well, am I going to give an Adam Jones mm-hmm. $20 million a year, or can I – Give this up. Can I bring up a rookie who's going to give me virtually the same thing? Yeah, I mean, they could find guys like uh, Henry Mejia off a lifetime ban, and maybe he does something. Yeah. These guys are finding alternatives. Like you said, Bill, because of sabermetrics and analytics, they're realizing how what they can actually get for every player as opposed to the stardom or you know the actual human that they're signing. Some of the, some of the rule changes that were proposed for the MLB, I want to get your thoughts on them. I would say a younger baseball guy and then a, a, a more – Oh, we lost Kyrie. Kyrie. He's going to New York. Kyrie oh. just put it, in the, put it in the newspaper. He's he going to New York. He couldn't take the baseball talk. He just threw himself <laughs> off the table. He doesn't know anyone, James, anything. James, we have a Kyrie emergency. <laughs> Man down. Uncle Drew's down. <laughs> um, we might see our production manager, James, for a quick appearance here to reset Kyrie. Like, but, a, um, like a ninja. The MLB – there he is. For the, <laughs> for the MLB um, – Nice work, James. Rule changes. I want to get some of your thoughts on on some of them. One of them is adding a winter deadline, for it or against it. Massively for it. Matt's got to be for it. He wrote the article about it. What about you? I think they got the idea from him. They might have. I don't think. Man, so. for give him my check. What? What? <laughs> what about you? I like it. What about moving up and making only one trade deadline? So they want to move it up to before the All Star game, and it just be one hard deadline. So there's no waiver wire before after the, the All Star game. That's too early. I want to say they said before the All Star game. Like, now, so you, it puts if you're more make emphasis. Like Mid August between the two deadlines you have now, well, that that would work. They want to put more emphasis on the first half of the season. But it, but at that point, you don't know what you are, especially with the wild card. You you could have a chance to get into the wild card. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what they're trying right. to do is make it more more important but, the, the first half, and then teams have to make more decisions. But then then you're going to have teams that are going to drop out of contention and have no chance to get back in, and the season's going to be lost. There was another one. Oh, uh, adding universal DH for or against. It, it should be the same rule. Yeah, After absolutely. all this time, it's ridiculous that one league plays with a different set of rules than the other. So I was listening to sports radio pretty much all week, and they were doing pretty much the same thing we're doing right now in, in, in deciding you know, if they were for or against the rule. And one of the things I never even thought of was that there's no other professional sports league that has different rules for each mm-hmm conference or coast or whatever it might be right. like someone said yeah take the kicker out of the nfc and when you think right. about it like that's kind right. of what they're doing right sort of in a way adding a 26th man to the roster does anybody really care about that no sure why not who cares the uh the the well yeah it's like a taxi squad now you know you've you've got like maybe five six guys mainly pitchers that 
you know, if, if you have a pitcher that gets extended in one game for some reason, the next day he's sent down because he's useless to you for a couple of days. So he gets sent down, you bring another guy up. So it doesn't so, really do much for you? No. Basically? No. The same thing's going to happen? More or less? Even if you add a 26 guy, it's just another right, it's just, another taxi cab? Right. Right. How about adding a 20-second pitch clock? I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's I like been, It showed move. good results in the minors. They've done stuff like that, I think, too. I think you go to see a Pawsox game, they have a pitch clock. I want to say there was one more that I wanted the to The one that I to. heard that was really radical was moving the mound back. Lowering the mound. And moving it back. Oh, I saw lowering the angle of the yeah. mound, but I didn't, I didn't see moving it back. Why, yeah, why? More offense. More yeah, offense. offense. Oh, now more now offense. you've got everybody throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah, right. so, so I know that they move the mound up, and now they want to move it back down. I didn't know about back. Yeah, no, I heard back. Oh, I heard down, so it would change the angle so guys wouldn't be able to get as much velocity you know, when they're coming down You know, they did that in, after 1968 when Yaz led the league in hitting at 301, and the pitchers dominated. They moved the mound. The mound was 18 inches high back then. They moved it down to 10. So I don't I, even know what it is they want to move it down to now, but that's yeah, what I flat heard. Ground work. That it was going to go. It was going to go down, and... It'll be like softball. And yeah. it, But that's going to change... That's going to change all the... the Launch angle, launch angle, and, all and that. everything, because the ball's not going to come in at the same angle. So it's right. going to it's going to come in a little more flat. It's not going to come in at the same angle. It's going to change everything. I think that's a rule you have to like. I think you have to put a dent like a, a, a like timeline to it. Like a three years from now, you can't just be like, hey, Chris, oh, guess what? You're uh, we're lowering the mountain. No, no, in they, two they, weeks. they said they were going to start doing studies on it. They're going to start. Okay. They're going to start studying. So they'll do it in the minors. They'll do it in the Arizona what, Fall League. That's what they did with the pitch clock, like right? They they started it. Yeah, they yeah. started it in the minors. I think there's a uh, one other change that they're making. No longer will players be put on the DL. Oh yeah, that, 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 oh, yeah. IL. Yeah, that the was injured list. That was doesn't separate. have the same ring to it. It doesn't, but it makes sense. No, of course. Like, I'm not even. It, it makes sense. I'm not even one of these like young liberals that are like you know right. it, everything's offensive. That's not me at all because I say a lot of offensive things and I I can't be a hypocrite. So, but I think like Major League Baseball is just like getting ahead of it. They like looked at it and they're like, ooh, yeah. That's we're gonna come under fire for that in 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 a little, probably next week and and so let's let's just get ahead of it and change it now. Sure, I, I just you know I, I'm just not gonna get used to seeing it on my fantasy baseball <laughs> website when I see why is my player on the IL? What mm. is this new thing? And, I mean, deal. every other league calls it the injured reserve, basically, right? Yeah, every so, every other league does. I mean, and I, IL stands for International League. Yeah, maybe it'll be the IR. Maybe they'll change yeah. it to the IR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good one, James. <laughs> uh, um, the other one was, um, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but it, it almost sounds like all of the fantasy leagues that, that we're a part of, I'm a part of, where you don't necessarily just give the first-round pick to the worst team and try to prevent taking. So it like has something to do with small market against big market teams, and basically they're not just going to give the first pick to the worst team in the league. They want to... They want to... Have a lottery? Sort of, but they want they want to... They want to um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Like Parity? No, they want to give the teams that are small market teams but are winning. Like an inflated chance or yeah, something like that? Yeah, like, like uh, they, wanna, they want to reward them for winning. If you stink and you're poor, you get the number one pick. No, no, like teams that are – like like Tampa last year, small market team, did well, right? They fin- 90 almost had, wins. They had 90, yeah, so like a team like that would be more apt to get a better draft pick than the – Whoever tanked, I don't even know who team who tanked was. The, the Twins, Tigers everybody the else, pick. the Tigers. Yeah, okay, yeah, Tigers. Like, Tigers were the worst. So pick. they would, they would, and they're a big market. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, so huge. they, it would be more like you would give the Rays better picks because they're you're you're rewarding them for winning, even though they don't make the playoffs. They're they're spending their money, they're contributing, they're they're winning. 
that's they. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but that's that's what they want. That do. sounds crazy. It, you give it to the worst pit, the worst team, tanking or not tanking, you give it to the worst team. You start doing this stuff. See why? Why? Why are the Rays even in the league then? No, see, I you, if you have to, you know, supply them with all these things, they have ninety wins, and they're gonna have a better pick than a team with forty wins. Then why are they even in the league? They need that much help because it's gonna try and keep the, keep the league competitive. That's that's the point behind it is to try and keep the league competitive. They you have ninety keep, wins. You want to keep it competitive? Don't have as many teams. Exactly. There's only X amount of talent out there. You start expanding too much, and this is what happens. NHL's doing not okay. enough talent to go along, to go around. NHL's doing okay, and they just keep expanding. They're doing okay, ish. Yeah. People, people aren't <laughs> going to see games in, in in Arizona, but other right. than that, I mean. But what we do, I know, I know this is fantasy. It's probably boring to a lot of people, but I don't care. Fantasy, fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey, fantasy football. The top whatever teams make the playoffs. So if there's twelve, the top eight make the playoffs. The bottom four then play. And like I can't, you can't do this in real life, obviously. But the set, the bottom four then play, and the winner of that little playoff tournament mm-hmm. gets the number one pick. So you can't just tank and be the worst team and then get the number one pick. You have Dude, to actually earn it. Why can't they do this it. too? You why can't. can't leagues do this then? If they're going to go like out of their way so playoff. hard. Yeah. It, people would watch it. I mean, That's true. Someone actually, they won't because no games. one's watching the Rays games anyway. That's true. I think the only good thing that maybe could come out of that is nobody would tank, which is why they instituted the NBA lottery when they did. Mm-hmm. They didn't want a team to just tank and get the number one pick. See, I think, I think leagues should use the law. I think that should be uh, every league should do that. But teams will still tank at the chance at the lottery. They do in the NBA right, now. Right, but it's not it's not a guarantee you're going to get the number one pick. No, it's not a guarantee, but it's – But I mean, baseball like, is different, too, because your number one pick may not come up and play for you for four or five years. Yeah. Could be, or it could be Strasburg-Harper back-to-back. Like, that right, could but happen, But that didn't too. do anything to, yeah. for them. They didn't win anything. But, uh, true, but it turned, the, it turned that whole franchise around. Oh, for sure, popularity-wise. I mean, D.C. skyrocketed because of just those two players alone. But if you I, – I, I would go with the lottery, except – I think tanking is more of a mindset around the league as opposed to putting in rules to fix it because you could tank no matter what. If you, if you, whatever the cutoff is, people will tank to get below that cutoff. I guess. I guess. Like loser can't. franchises will want to be losers. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, the Nick, Knicks will nick. Knicks will nick. Um, real quick, uh, I don't think anybody cares or anybody, uh, but, I, but we'll talk about it. Um, truck day? Did anybody go? Does anybody care? Does anybody even know when it was? Everybody was still hungover from the. Pro- oh no, it was the day after the Super Bowl. Right. Monday. Yeah. Right. Everybody was does anybody? Hungover. Does anybody care? Some pe- uh, people at my work care. I don't, but people care. See, I'm a big baseball guy, and even I think it's lame. It's lame. It's so you so lame. You think everything is lame? It's not true. <laughs> not true. I think this. Little, so what? So the truck goes little, down to Florida. So what? I think this little thing that we have going on Twitch isn't lame. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. I don't think that's lame. It's created a uh, internet sensation. <laughs> um. Cool, like look at them loading up the sunflower seeds. Woo! Yeah, it's like, sweet. It's lame. It's whatever. It's just like, I mean, if you have the day so off, you take your kid to it. That's sweet, but it. So like so I wouldn't lame. make a big deal out of it. Like I don't oh, care about it personally. N- Nesson well, tries to. They oh they do. Nesson tries to. Mm-hmm. It's not like they interviewed the guy that was driving the truck. You know, it's not like he got up on a podium and made a speech. <sighs> oh, can you imagine driving fifteen hundred miles? Yeah, I think I will yeah. go over the speed limit. Unless I'm being followed by a cop, I will slow down. There'll be no tickets to Florida. This is this I don't is know, what would a speech from the like? <laughs> I'm not even gonna I'm not wanna insult anybody. No, we have truck drivers <laughs> in the family. Don't go there. No, no, no. No, no. Truck driver's a great a great profession. I just don't know what a guy would do or say to rouse the truck day crowd. It just seems like it's so so does any other team do it? That's what I want to know. Does any other team have truck day? I'm sure. But it's also not fanfare. And other markets like there is in Boston. What did yeah. like twelve people show up? I mean, so what? It was nice that day too. Yeah, it was nice beautiful. out. Yeah, it was nice out. Um, let's move on. Does any, any other Red Sox or MLB notes, news, 
stories, comments you want to make? I'm sure we're going to get much more into the Red Sox in the coming weeks. We're going to have yeah, to. It's going to start heating up. Hopefully. Let's we're hope going to so. start hammering it hard on uh, on the website with the articles. Oh, a lot. Uh, maybe one this week about the Red Sox bullpen? Preview. I don't write articles. So I don't know. I'll let you I guys do, handle it. And I'm writing it. I'll let you guys. I, it's hard enough for me to do this, but I'll let you guys handle it. Um, you do a great job. We will now talk about the Bruins, so you guys can take the rest of the episode off. And uh, no, actually, no, I'm completely kidding, Matt. You are in, currently in, as even as we're mm-hmm. sitting at this table, mm-hmm. you are currently in a a Twitter feud with a fellow a Boston battle. Sports Syndicate a battle royale. You're with, with a fellow Boston Sports Syndicate uh, quote contributor, and in 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 a in a Bruins guy that used to cover the Bruins for us. Uh, why don't you set the table? Tell us what it's about. Tell okay. us how it started. Tell us your thoughts, and uh, I'll keep mine to myself for now. All right, so basically it started yesterday. And uh, for the record, feud is very, very strong. It's actually my first Twitter exchange of Whoa, more than you, one you, reply. You were here saying you know how what? you were ready to fight him? You wanted to know where he lived? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> I said, Mike, where does Josh live? I need to know. Uh, anyway, but anyway, set the table. It started yesterday. Uh, it was actually started by uh, the Syndicate Twitter feed. It asked a question of about the Bruins, uh, if they should buy or sell, right? It was something like that. It, honestly, they, it wasn't me. I don't know who it, it was. was. It wasn't me. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. Well, you know, it wasn't me. It's 2018. I got technology. Right here. It was. It was. It was. Do you think the Do you think the Bruins should get a rental player? Do you think it's worth it for the Bruins to get a rental player? Something along those lines. Here, let me pull it up because it, it it started. I was just trying to. I'm not a big Bruins fan. I I mean, I love the Bruins. I watch them, and now that the Patriots are done, I will watch them more. But I'm not. Very versed in NHL, so I was surprised that uh, my first ever Twitter beef is about hockey. Hey, dive in. <laughs> hey, you know. So, you so while it. you're looking for that, Matt, I think Michael's Michael's stance on the Bruins bringing in a rental player, he's made it pretty clear. He's not in favor of. I'm it. out. I'm out. Yeah. All right. So, what, do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about this beef? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So basically, the syndicate asked this year doesn't seem like a go out and pay for a rental type of player for the season. Thoughts. And my my reply was very much. Do it, don't do it, but you gotta do so, do something. Basically, what I said, either go for it and trade for help, or sell off some older players. Middle middle of the road does nothing. And now I am in a Twitter beef uh, about that subject, and I think you have to Esther get off the pot, Pooer get off the pot. You one hundred percent do. Absolutely. And I've been saying that about this, and and I want them to get off the pot. I, I I'm sorry, you're not. Tampa Bay, you're not Toronto. Toronto got better at the. Uh, they they made a trade. They got Jake Muzzin. They're better. They're now better than you. They, they were probably better than you before. You are stringing and clinging onto life right now, hoping that your goaltender continues to play well. Right. And you don't have the artillery to 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 compete with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a is a a wagon to use the the current slang terms. They're they're they are loaded. Their goalie's good. Their coach is good. Their first two lines are good. Their depth is good. And you guys going back and forth, and 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 Josh might have had the playoff structure a little bit messed up, but I don't I don't want to harp on him for that because you have to play out of your division. Yeah, he knows more about hockey than I do. No, you doubt have to play it. out of your division. So if if he kept saying, you know, they're three points out from Toronto, if they catch Toronto, they then have to play in their division, Montreal, and then ultimately Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. which. Well, it was funny because in his one of his response, he kind of mapped out the road they have to take to a cup. Was that not the bumpiest of roads you would have had to, well, to it, beat it, 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 a team like Toronto? To beat a team like uh, the 
the Lightning, and then to have to beat the Capitals, a team that they can't beat ever. They won't. They beat him for the. They beat him for the first. He did mention that he said, "Oh, they they've proven now they can beat Washington." One game. One game. One out of the one, last one four, nothing game. Fourteen games. Mm-hmm. They have one win. Patriots have more championships <laughs> since the Bruins have wins against Capitals in that time span. All right, they have the same amount this year. This year. <laughs> All right, but let me play devil's advocate here. Go ahead. If you can bring in a player to make you better, maybe it's not to put you over the top, but it can make you better. Sure. That run is going to make your younger players get them the experience for the future, which is what you want to build for. When I think rental, when you the, the way the question was posed, I think rental player. I think what happened last year with Rick Nash. When you give up a first round pick and Ryan Spooner, who eh, whatever, and a defensive prospect, and no? and, and, and yeah, it was um, Ogara maybe. I, I, the point that I the point when I think rental, I think you have to give up some some you know some assets. You have to give up a first round pick. You have to give this. You have to give up something. The, the name that everybody loves is is Anti Panarin, mm-hmm. and he's gifted goal scorer he's 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 david Pasternak. like he's he's right. he's just as good maybe he's right there with david Pasternak on on a scoring level in order to get him you have to give up young prospects a probably a first round pick maybe two and he said he wants to test the free agency market it's just like the people that want anthony davis to come here after anthony davis said he doesn't want to come here panarin never said he didn't want to play in boston but what he said was he wants to test the free agent market. He hired a new agent to do so, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there's some guy who 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 represents a bunch of Russians. But who is scary, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably very, very scary. You're not going to be able to compete with with teams that are going to want to throw a bunch of money at him. Like you're not going to do that. So you're not going to you're not going to invest in that kind of rental player. Now, if you go and you get. Tyler Toffoli is another name that's thrown around. That's not going to cost you nearly as much. It's an upgrade from what you currently have. And maybe something like that if you want to go and do. But when I think rental player, I think you go big or you go home. You go and you trade for Anthony Davis. Like that That's what I'm thinking for a rental player. They did it last year, right? Rick, Rick Nash, Nash it yeah. didn't work out. But I mean, when they got Nash, I was pretty excited. Sure. But what happened? It didn't work out. He left and retired. He's like he's done. He's not playing. He's not with the team anymore. And they had to give up a first round pick. They had to give up all these. They had to give up but three they did or four what assets. You're saying that they should do this year if they're going to do it. I don't want them to do it. That's not. That's not what I want them to do. Right. I want them to. If they're going to add a piece, add a smaller piece. Add a Tyler Toffoli. Add a. You want them Wayne to do Simmons what? Smaller? You want them to Wayne do what Simmons. The, yeah. Like yeah. Wayne Simmons. You want them to do what the Red Sox did last year. Bring in a Steve Pierce. Bring in a Nathan yeah. Baldy. Yeah. Yeah, one of those lower tier players, and then maybe they'll resign afterwards. And 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 that's a per, that's a perfect example. Now the Red Sox are a little different because the Red Sox in this scenario is more like Toronto. That's what Toronto right. did. They brought in a better player, but they they upgraded and, and found a need that they had, and they made themselves a little bit better. So it's a little bit different. It would be more like I don't know the the Rays going out and getting a Steve Pierce or something like like another piece. Like that's kind of where the Bruins are at. They're yeah. they're not. They're not. In other words, they're not gonna win it all. They're not gonna win it all. If they Ooh, win wait, it all, wait, time out, time out. So, they're not gonna win it all. So does that mean I win the Twitter beef? No, no. I'm, I'm just judges? saying. I'm saying <laughs> just, the point the he's heading at. The, the point beef. he's heading at. What I'm. That's my point. Is that I don't think they're gonna win. So what I'm even you go for or you trade off players for the future. Even so, if you want to go and get a rental player in a big, a, a big name, the Panarin, the. Mm-hmm. I don't even know another one because that's the only one that they, that they keep throwing around is Panarin or uh, a Jeff Carter from the Kings, like someone who can score, who you're going to have to give up a ton of stuff for. I still don't. Th- 
like now you're just playing catch up. Mm-hmm. Now you're now you're the the Raptors trying to catch up to the Celtics right. by making the Marcus Saul trade. Now you're like you're Tobias Harris went Tobias to the, the, yeah. the 76ers. Now now you're Tobias Harris trying to you're you're, or you're the 76ers getting t- Tobias Harris trying to catch up to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You're still not going to be there. Right, you're bulking up in hopes to win. Not Vladimir Tarasenko. That's win. that's that's the name that well, I would go yeah. get. Vladimir Tarasenko. Someone was someone with who has some term that's not expiring. If that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. go for it. If that's what you want to give up assets for, go for it. Not someone who's expiring. Not a rental player. You're both right in your Twitter right, beef. Right, of course. You're both right. Like I understand what you're saying. I understand what he's saying. Where like the Bruins are right. They're almost there. They're, but they that's just their story. Lost. That's the story of the Bruins. That was my point. Is in the NHL, you would be hard fought to find another a, a more Floundering team than the Bruins, right? They're always they're uh, always just there. They're always just short. They're always this. They're always that. But they're never the favorites, and they're not the favorites this year. So either go out and get players like you said, catch up, maybe become a favorite, or trade off a of Krejci, trade Bruins, off what you can. The Bruins are kind of like the Chiefs when you when you think it. Like they're always good. Mm-hmm. They're always right there, but it, they never seem to be able to to get through. Yeah, to, I'd, to I'd get put it. them more like the Chargers. Perfect. Fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah, right. we're in because they can't even get to that well, they, they, championship. Can't even get to the semifinal. Can't get to the AFC championship. Yeah. yeah. What does one round do? What does one round do for? It's just San Diego Chargers. I just oh, Chargers go. <laughs> no, let me ask you this though about that uh, that kid Panarin. The Blue Jackets are good. How would you get what their? Is he not their best player? How do you trade for a contending team's best player? Because he's already said he doesn't. He wants to. He wants to hit the free agency market. So the thought would be. Oh, he wants to become a free agent, and um, the, the Blue Jackets are going to try and get something before they lose him for nothing. So when they the, ask the, the Bruins, Blue, you're right. The Blue Jackets NHL are contending. Guys? They're contending. They're right there. They're like almost the same amount of points as the yeah. Bruins, they're though. in the playoff picture. I'm I'm almost positive they're either right there or they're just like the first or second team out. Like they're right. Mind you, with the way that the, the NHL is all set up now, and and the West blows like the, and sucks. Like it just it's it's horrible out there in the West. Like you have the Winnipeg Jets and then San Jose and then well Nashville. And Nashville, and then meh. There's like a bunch of meh all the in the middle Knights. there, and nobody's really out. Mm-hmm. And and so it's like it's hard to find. Mark Stone is a good one in Ottawa. If you can, it, like another guy like Tarasenko, like that's those are the guys you try and go and get at at the, in not a rental player. Don't especially where Panarin would be a good fit to go to like Pittsburgh. He'd be a good fit to go to like Toronto to go to. Washington, like those guys are there. They need right. something to get the, like like Tampa Bay's on another level. Toronto needs to get to Tampa Bay. That's where you go get Panarin. I see what you're saying. So to, to go for it this year, where you're primed, yeah. and you pretty much have to go for it this year. The Bruins don't have to. It's just not worth it for the Bruins to right. give up all that to only maybe be as good as they're contending. Right, exactly. You're, you're playing catch up. You, you, right. Panarin's not going to put you over the top. He's not going to put you past. You're playing catch up. Now, what do you think it would cost for the Bruins if they were to go out and get someone like Wayne Simmons? Winger from Philadelphia. Call call Bessie. He likes the, the Flyers. He's Maybe he Flyers can orchestrate guy. a trade for big us. Flyers guy. Um, not as much as Panarin, but more than some of the other guys that we talked like like the Tyler Toffoli's and the uh, Jeff Carter. Like you're still gonna have to give up a young guy in a pick, probably. To kind of like the Rick Nash package, Simmons. maybe last year. Probably a little less. Okay. Probably maybe maybe it'll be a second round pick instead of a first round pick, but. He's really just a goal scorer. That's right? more. He really no, he's a fighter. Plays. He's a fighter. Well, no, no. I mean, I just meant like in terms of he doesn't he doesn't have many assists. Uh, he only has sixteen goals, but only like twenty four points. Right? He doesn't yeah, make he's, plays. He scores goals and fights. Yeah, which I like. That's he's a cool. he's a more skilled Lucic basically. Oh, 
Uh, oh, okay. More skilled, Sold. like a more skilled Lucic. Now, mind you, I know Lucic scored 20 goals, but he had 15 empty netters, so it doesn't count. <laughs> that's that's the way. Like, if you score an empty net goal, they shouldn't even count towards your, towards your total. That's that's how I feel. And Simmons is only like, he's what, 30? Something like that, maybe? Thirty. Yeah. He's not too, too old. 31, 30-something. 30 some, 30 he's not too old. He's, he's, I think he's got a year left, too, on his deal, so it's not like he's... It's not like he's. I think he's a free agent next year. He, I so think he, this is his last year too. Okay, so he's another expiring one. So, fine, we'll meet in the middle. I don't want Panarin. You don't want the. You don't want the Tyler Toffoli's. We'll meet in the middle at Wayne Simmons. Deal. Okay. Sign, so, sign me up. Tweet it to Josh. Hey Sully, get on the line. Get that player. <laughs> Sully. Get it to Josh. Um, one other thing I suppose about the Bruins, before we run out of time here, um, Patrice Bergeron. James, stat line guy right there. 16, 8, and so 24. Fast. You love to see it. Thanks, James. Um, Patrice Bergeron plays his 1,000th game. Even as a non-hockey guy over there at the end of the table, you still have to appreciate what Patrice Bergeron does. Oh, sure. What he is. Yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts Any thoughts on, on the Bruins? So his 1,000th game was actually earlier this week, but it was the same day as the parade? Yeah, it was the day Edelman went to the uh, the game after the parade. It was the same day as the parade, so they decided to push the celebration back to Saturday, so that it wouldn't interfere with the parade. And I feel like a Saturday game is like yeah. way better to do. Um, class move by the Bruins. What a player! Talk about Patrice Bergeron. I'll start. I mean, Patrice is the man. <laughs> Me? Either Patrice one. Is the man. Either one of you. I mean, even as a non-hockey guy, you still have no, to. I, you I still know, have to great. know I, who I he is. I can appreciate and, him. You know, even I know he's a two-way player. Right. Uh, I remember that great play he had in the uh, Winter Classic. Where he went back, oh, yeah. oh, back yeah. check, came back, got in on, you know, scored the goal or set up the goal, whichever he one scored it was. The goal. I mean, just the quintessential Boston player, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that that I'm talking all Boston sports, right. aside from you the know, fact he's French Canadian. But other than that, but you know, just just a, a two way hard nosed player. I mean, he played with broken ribs. Oh yeah. Well, back we, in the playoffs a few years ago. Well, the, the Stanley Cup, yeah, punctured, punctured lung. lung. Yeah, punctured lung. Right. No head. Yeah, yeah, he'll play it. whatever, whatever. Yeah, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. I, I, I love Bergeron. I mean, it's him, it's Jonathan Taves, there's Noah Tereschenko, Anze Kopitar. Kopitar, he, he, he's great, and uh, I'm glad he's a Bruin. I'm glad he's been on the Bruins the whole time. He, he's a winner. I mean, without him uh, on Team Canada, I don't know if they win what they win. He, he, he's such a good player. I love him. He, so I, I, I'm, I'm being way too positive. The only negative thing I can ever say about Patrice Bergeron. It's not even his own fault. He's right here. It's not even his own fault. It's just such a shame that he's not the captain of this team. Like he'll get his such day. a such a shame. I hope he'll get so. his day. I hope Char falls off a cliff and they could just name him Speak, captain tomorrow. Speaking of the captain, what do you think about uh, Cassidy calling out the captain of what? How long has he been the captain? Uh, Almost too years? long. Right, but uh, still, the answer's how, too long. What do you feel about that? Do you think a coach should call out your captain, or yes. is that supposed to be behind closed doors? Nope. You do nope. that right out in public, something yep. like Chara. Yep. Did you I see? Did you see? Did you see the game that it happened? Chara was dog. He, no. he Chara was the <laughs> Chara was the sole reason that they gave up a breakaway goal in the last thirty seconds of of the first period of a game that they should have they should have won. They ended up, I think they ended up losing, but they he hasn't been playing well. Right. So you he's probably had some closed doors conversations with him, and you you know like you you talk to someone, talk to someone, and they make a mistake, and then you put them on blast. And I think, Charles the kind of, I, I think he's the kind of guy who could take it, too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, you're not going to lose him by saying something like that. No. He'll probably be the first to admit that he screwed up. Char needs to go. I'm over Char. I, I, uh, he had a good year last year. He's just so old. He's so big. He's, the game just Who's the older, Char or Brady? Brady. Char's, not by much. Char's 40. Who's Brady's, Brady's 41. I don't know if you heard. 
He'll be 42. And Brady's 40. One. He'll be 42 in June. Great. Awesome. Um, I think he's 40, but it, it's just time for him to go. Like, it's just, it's, let's, just let's just move Can him out. Can you trade him? No. No? He's a, no. No one's going to want him? No. Nope. The game, the game's passed him by. Like he's just, he's just, he's like a novelty item for Boston sports fans, kind of at this point. What's his contract status? Mm, I don't know, off the top of my head. I want to say he signed through next year. I, thought, I believe. Are they doing like one of those one and one type deals with him? He can just keep coming one, back, keep coming back. One year is that through this year or through next year, James? Oh, so he's done after this year. Beautiful. Give birds around. Give birds around the sea. Order your jersey now. Yep, I'm about it. That's that's the only negative thing I can say about Patrice Bergeron. He doesn't have to see. It's not even his own fault either. Right. It's, it's that's on the team. That's and it wouldn't his. be the syndicate podcast without a little bit of <laughs> without, <negativity>. without <laughs> a little negativity coming from this <laughs> microphone. No, I, I started it pretty negative, but I tried to. You know, I try. You know, try and make. He it. did say this podcast was quote not lame. So. Yeah, he that's did. pretty positive. <laughs> the one thing he doesn't think is lame. No, I think the Twitch setup is lame. The podcast <laughs> might be lame, but the Twitch set, the whole Twitch setup we have going on isn't lame. Um, anything else you guys like to discuss before we uh, before we head off? Any questions? I'm wondering if uh, any of our followers on the chat have any questions for that, us. That's why I just said. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> to us. I thought you were talking to us. Yeah, I, I was. Talking, I was saying you've been talking to us for the last hour. I said, do you guys have any thoughts? And do any of our oh. our, our viewers have any questions that they would like to send in? But this is always the weird part because now that we've asked, yeah, we a have to bit let. Of a yeah, lag. we have to let. Yeah, the, the, the okay. stream we catch up. It. So we just have to sit here and fill it. We can fill and, this time. James has a question. He says, "Any question." <laughs> I don't get it. So, uh, oh, a three-minute delay. Jeez, not wow. for everybody. I we can think. ramble. I can ramble for three minutes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Trade deadline. Love it. Winter deadline. They need it. Lower the mound. <laughs> don't don't think so. Move it back. Universal. Craig Kimbrell, come back, buddy. What are you doing? Just come back to the Sox. They're waiting for you. You got to sign for what they what they've been asking. It's you're like you're doing the final word on Felger and Maz. You're just <laughs> recapping the whole show. We recapped the you, last four hours. NBA it's still minutes. a joke. Do you, yeah, the NBA is a huge joke. Um, do either of you truck day a joke? <laughs> it's lame. Podcast not a lame. Is this what I sound like? <laughs> I, I got to throw my arms around some too. <laughs> That's why my seat's lowered so I don't get clocked in the face. All right, cool. Yeah, what is this rag on me for the next? Well, we got to. Well, gotta you are the most handsome, gotta so we got to get you somehow. <laughs> Somebody says we need the puppets. It's puppets. Oof. What would be the the? Well, no, we don't want to be. Suppets. We don't. The, the, the suppets would be the suppets. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good. The suppets. <laughs> the syndicate suppets. <laughs> no, the syndicate puppets would be suppets. You make it all suppets. one word. Yeah. But uh, syndicate's such a good word. It is. Right? It is. Um, do either of you actually want Craig Kimbrell back? I do. Oh. If the money's right. I do. I'll take oh. him back. What's I, what's the right money for you then? Three years, sixty million. Oh, I wouldn't even. What? Three, Twenty million. That's what he's going to sign for. That's what he's going to sign for. Oh, then no, then no. I'm out. It doesn't matter. He made thirteen last year. Uh, he's going to get overpaid. It's what it is. You don't want the Phillies to come and swoop him up. I'd pay. Let I'd him pay go to the out. Phillies. Let him go to the Phillies if it's that much money. I wouldn't give him more than two thirty. Two, two years, thirty million. Oh, oh, 30, oh. Two years, thirty so 50, million. So like a two million dollar raise a year. I don't know if you take that. Well, then see. You. Well, well and enjoy Philadelphia, where they're, you know, just signing everybody and trading they for are. everybody. I think no, I, I, I think, think they, they could. Get, what was Wade Davis's uh, deal? Is three fifty eight. So that's why I say three sixty, because he he's gonna want more. He deserves more. He's better than Wade Davis. Is he though? Absolutely. Is he though? Absolutely. Wade, Wade Davis, Davis is. Eight, in he the, had the one good fantasy year. That was it. Oh, didn't he handle period. himself in the postseason? Yeah, he did that back. That was already five years ago. I think that's your biggest knock on Kimbrell is this postseason. Oh, for sure, but he's still good. And if if you're not going to use a closer traditionally in the playoffs, then you don't need 
Well, I guess I may be going against my own point here, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like Kremble, bring him back. He's definitely better than Brazier. Yes, uh, that I can agree on. Uh, it, it looks like Barnes is, is setting up to be the closest. He's better than Barnes, too. Yeah. Which, better than which Barnes. scares me. He, yeah, at least he, he has a lifetime many. ban. Right? I don't know. I, I, I think you should bring him back. Obviously, if you can get him less than 3 for 60, do it. That's why, you know, Dabrowski and Payton, I'm uh, not. But I think you bring him back. But I'm going to save a couple more of my comments on the bullpen for uh, an upcoming article. Fantastic. Any other comments? It doesn't appear we have any questions. So nope. any uh, any other comments or uh, anything you'd like to say? Either of you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I think <laughs> we've said it all. Thanks to Matt for uh, joining us. Thanks to James for all the work he did to get us to this point. A lot of behind the scenes. A lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, James did all day today, helping us, helping us set up, trying to get this uh, this Twitch thing going. So. I appreciate everybody tuning in on Twitch. I appreciate everybody that listens. Um, you know, don't forget to check out all of our articles. We've got some from Matt. We've got some from Bill. We've got a ton of other writers um, as well coming out with some articles. That's www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. And we also have merchandise available, which is newly available. We have T-shirts. We're all we're all wearing them right now on the uh, on the on the Twitch stream. You can find that on our website. It's a uh, bostonsportssyndicate.com and then there's a little tab over there for for merch might say store but either way you can go on there there's some t-shirts on there some sweatshirts some long sleeve tees check them out um we do have creative control too so if if anybody has something they want made specifically give me a shout let me know and uh we'll see if we can work something out i got a pretty good graphics guy um also james and there's uh (laughs) if we have a guy it's james there (laughs) anytime i have anything it's james no but um there's, I want to say, five designs total on there, a couple coffee mugs, some T-shirts, and all that stuff. So check it out, guys. Um, I appreciate you listening. Don't forget, again, these articles on bostonsportssyndicate.com. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for, for joining uh, the Twitch, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by J. Kelly Music.